2: 800-754-4531. The motorsports world is where legends are made, the unthinkable happens, and barriers are broken. One man harnesses the power of an industry every week. This is the General Tire Down and Dirty Show, powered by Polaris Razor, with Jim Beaver.
3: Back in the saddle here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Big show today. Lots to talk about. Lots of news. We also have the Olympics going on. I mean, this is, uh, there is all kinds of stuff to talk about. Got a couple of amazing guests. We got uh, Chris Leone. He is on site at the New England Forest Rally. I don't know if you heard the news, but he is back. The legend returns. David Higgins is racing the New England Forest Rally. Drop that news. uh, uh, a couple days ago, as you guys may or may not know, I am also David's agent and manager. So, uh, yes, David will probably be a guest on the show here upcoming very, very soon. But he is on the stages of the New England Forest Rally battling with Pastrana, Block, and uh, all the usual suspects. And uh, going to be really exciting to watch out. we got Chris Leone calling in live from the New England Forest Rally here in hour number two. We've also got guest Andrew Carlson, Red Bull athlete, short course star, been just absolutely killing it on the championship off-road schedule, and uh, he is going to be one of our guests today as well as a very good friend of mine, automotive influencer. She goes by 4x4Barbie on social media, but my good friend Pleasant Cook, Pleasant will be on the show as well. Uh, That girl, uh, she's been a friend of the show for a very, very long time. It's been great to see her career kind of uh, uh, skyrocket the last few years and a huge social media following. Always fun to catch up with Pleasant, so lots to talk about. In addition, like I said before, we've got the Olympics, we got Formula One drama, we got news out of the off-road world, we got the biggest um, single-day off-road race in the United States coming up here in two weeks. I will be racing that, uh, and that is the Best in the Desert Vegas Torino. And in addition to that, next week, I am doing a show live, on-site, from the Sturgis Motorcycle Rally in Sturgis, South Dakota. So I am going to be journeying across the country to South Dakota with Fistful of Bourbon. Uh, My good friend Anthony Bollinger, you know him as a guest on the show. Yes, Fistful of Terry. He's going to be co-hosting with me. We're going to have Tim Montana and a bunch of different guests lined up, and I am really looking forward to that. Going to be one hell of a fun show, and uh, yeah, can't wait to get to Sturgis first time, and uh, yeah, going with a whiskey company. What could be better than that? So uh, yes, big show today. Lots to Talk about lots of news. Hit me up at Jim Beaver 15 on social media if you got any questions for guests or me that you want answered. And uh, with that, we are going to take a short commercial break. When we come back, we're getting right into things right here on the General Tire down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. Whether you're looking for a tire that balances high performance responsiveness and traction in wet and light snow conditions, excellent handling and traction in wet and dry conditions, or a summer performance tire designed with a driving enthusiast in mind, General Tire has you covered. From the all-new GMAX RS, To the Grabber ATX. No matter what you drive, General Tire will get you where you're going. Learn more at GeneralTire.com. General Tire, cruising with a down and dirty radio show since 2012
7: From the 2018 Master Distillers of the Year comes a bold new American whiskey and fistful of bourbon. Their whiskeys have been award-winning for generations. Now they're going all in on bourbon, blending five straight whiskeys to create a big balanced bourbon that stands apart from everything else. So grab yourself a fistful of bourbon, a blend of five bourbons created with over a hundred years of whiskey blending experience. It ain't just a bourbon, it's a damn fistful. Please enjoy responsibly.
8: Catch all the back episodes of the Down and Dirty Radio Show on Apple Podcast, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe.
3: Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Getting things kicked off today, we got a big, big show. We got Andrew Carlson, we got Pleasant Cook, we got Chris Leone calling in live from the Eng- England Forest Rally. We got David Higgins making his return. To uh, stage rally after a year and a half absent, we absence we got uh, championship off road happening at Dirt City uh, this weekend as well. Man, big stuff. In addition, we got the Olympics going on. So uh, you know we we have a ton to dissect, a ton to jump into. Um, I am getting ready to do Vegas Torino in two weeks. Before that, though, next week I'm going out to the Sturgis, uh, the Sturgis Rally there in uh, South Dakota. So if you guys are uh, heading out to Sturgis, if you're a motorcycle fan, I know there's an Ultra 4 event there as well. If you guys are going to be in the Sturgis area, hit me up. I will be there next Thursday through Monday. Uh, We're going to be doing a live radio show on site with my partners and friends at Fistful of Bourbon. Uh, So if you want some whiskey, you want to have a good time, uh, definitely uh, hit me up. And, uh, you know, I would love to uh, meet up with some fans of the show, listeners. But I will be on site at Sturgis and definitely looking forward to that. Going to be some epic Good stuff happening, Um, and uh, first time ever for me going to Sturgis, so I really don't have any idea what I'm in for, but uh, I know it's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. So uh, yeah, Sturgis coming up for me, but uh, that uh, leads us to this weekend. Before we get to that, I want to talk a little bit about David Higgins making his return to U.S. stage rally, and uh, this uh, this is big. This is really big. Uh, you know, obviously, David, uh, uh, you know, one of these iconic North American rally drivers, uh, one of the winningest guys of all time in North America, off-road Hall of Famer. And, um, you know, it's it's been really... Really cool to see the fan feedback online with him returning to stage rally this weekend. I know uh, uh, with Chris, we're definitely going to jump into that even deeper, um, but uh, it's got me really, really excited. You know, do, do I think he's got a good shot to win? Oh, absolutely. But I think there's five guys that have a really good shot to win. Um, but uh, I think with David uh, making this return, um, it really, really uh, puts a, a light back on stage rally in the United States. Uh, you know, especially with uh, with some of the European fans. You know, I think with David being uh – you know, being from the U.K., it, it you know, and him not competing last year, I think it really, uh, you know, some of the people kind of quit paying attention. And now I think with him being back, boom, there you go. Um, you know, spotlight back on. So really excited to see the way things shape out uh, there at the New England Forest Rally. Uh, I think this is uh, it's a big one. Pastrana, Block, Higgins, Seminic, uh, you know, and then uh, Barry McKenna, you know, kind of your top five uh, uh, drivers that are going to go out there and really have a shot at a win. And, uh, man, this is going to be one that <laughs> is really going Going to be exciting to pay attention to at Dirtfish's website over the course of the weekend and see how it plays out. Um, so yeah, that's happening. And then, uh, you know, obviously, um, you know, some big news, uh, you know, coming out uh, a week or two back, but Ken Block doing the Baja 1000, teaming up with the 15-year-old Phenom jo- Jax Redline, as well as uh, Baja Champ from two years ago, uh um Allen Ampudia. So uh man, between Ampudia, Block, Redline, uh you want to talk about a, a triple header of uh of drivers that uh that are all very very competent. Uh, it's going to be interesting how this uh how this team uh you know it, it does and attacks things, but uh, I'm looking forward to uh seeing the way this plays out. Um you know, Block obviously uh he's a stage rally veteran. Uh, never really done much uh desert racing, but uh, he can drive just about anything and I think uh, uh, you know him doing Vegas Torino is going to be a nice tune-up here in a couple of weeks, and uh, we'll really get a glimpse at uh, you know how things uh, look uh, for for Baja come uh, later in the year. So uh, uh, yeah, that's some big news coming out of uh, the world of off-road. Um, you know, one of the big things, and I know in the opening segment, you never quite know where I'm gonna where I'm gonna go with it, but uh, you know the U.S. Olympics, uh, you know the Olympics is going on, and uh, for the first time ever, they brought in um, uh, some action sports. You know, you got surfing, BMX skateboarding kind of cool to uh to see that and i know there there's there's been a lot of memes going around it's been some people you know talk skateboarding and and really kind of uh um been brutal on the u.s skateboarding team you know and uh you know and i know they're saying oh well we didn't bring our a team and this and that and you know why did we get beat why was there so many falls in the olympics and things like that you know and um, gymnastics, they don't fall as much. And, you know, it's a judge discipline. Why is skateboarding, why is there, you know, guys falling, things like that. And um, I guess, you know, part of me goes we did bring our A-team. I mean, you got Nigel Houston, which I, I'm not going to put street skating competition and street skating, you know, in general in the same category. But Nyjah, globally recognized, you know, unarguably is probably the greatest competition street skater currently in the world. Uh, you know, he was there representing the United States, you know, and obviously we had Jagger Eaton who ended up taking a third, but everybody's going, well, why, why, you know, this and why that? And, you know, and, and we fell too much and and skaters fall too much. And why, you know, why isn't that, you know, like gymnastics where they nail everything. And uh, I'm looking at it and going, you know, they are very similar, right? Individual sports where you're judged, you know, on your performance and, and the, you know, basically, the difficulty of your routine or the difficulty of your tricks um, determines uh, how you know, and how well you execute them determines how well you do uh, scoring-wise, right? Well, I think the big thing that you've got to that you've got to take into consideration here is there are a lot of similarities in gymnastics and skateboarding. The biggest difference, though, biggest difference in my eyes, is that if you Walk, walk. If you compete on balance beam, you compete on floor, compete on vault, compete on, uh, you know, bars, whatever you compete on, um, it's the same. You can go to uh, a set of uneven bars in Japan. You can go to a set of uneven bars in New York City. You can go to uh, a set of uneven bars in, you know, Toronto, Canada, uh, Mexico City. Europe, um, you know, right here in Parker, Arizona, and you know what? It's going to be the same. Same with the balance beam, same with Vault, all the dimensions, everything's the same. So, what you're looking at can be replicated anywhere in the world. Thing with skateboarding and BMX for that matter, and actually surfing, depending on the waves, it's not. A skate a skate park that you that say Jagger Eaton, you know, rides in Phoenix, Arizona versus a skate park at the Olympic is different. So if he can kick flip something in Phoenix, it doesn't necessarily mean he can kick flip something in Japan. Um, because the gaps are different, the transitions are different, the size is different, the layout of the skate park, the flow of the skate park, there's so many things that go into it. And I'm not making excuses for for Team USA and Nigel Houston. Niger just had a bad day. He, he he can adapt. He can overcome. I mean, he's one of the best skaters in the world. I mean, the guy literally, um, you know, is, is a machine. He's a robot. You caught him on a bad day. And uh, you know, I think he was a gold medal favorite going into things, you know, hands down. And uh, you know, he he laid an egg, you know, quite frankly. And I'm a big Nigel fan, and uh, you know, he's. I guarantee you, four years from now, if skateboarding's brought back. Nigel's probably going to win the gold um, because he's going to have a chip on his shoulder. But uh, I'm just saying that the difference is, is you know, is something that you compete on in gymnastics and something you compete on in skateboarding completely different. You can have a 12 foot vert ramp that you know. And it's going to be different from from city to city. Just transitions going to be a little different. Coping lip dimensions. It's not like gymnastics where everything is a set standard. And I think uh, you know the minute we do that in skateboarding is actually going to be horrible. Um, nobody wants that, you know, it's going to get rid of the creativity of the sport, but I think that's why you saw more falls than you thought you would have, you know, these are the best skaters in the world and yeah, they still do fall at times because, uh, things are so different anywhere you go. So, uh, yeah, just thought I'd chime in a little bit on that. Cause I've seen a lot of it on social media recently and, uh, thought I'd, uh, you know, defend skateboarders in general a little bit because yeah, I do skate. Those of you following me on social know that. But, yeah, we're going to take a short break. We come back. uh, Yeah, we're still firing here right here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor.
8: You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler.
0: 800 754 4531. 754 4531. That's 800 754 4531.
3: Welcome back to the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. I'd like to welcome my Polaris Razor and Vision Wheel teammate Andrew Carlson to the line. Andrew, man, uh, home track, big weekend for you guys. You got to be pretty stoked here, sitting here on a Monday.
4: Yeah, no, for sure. It was a, it was a good weekend. We came away with three out of four podiums. Uh, the razor was ripping. Um, yeah, it was the first time I've ever swept a weekend in all my racing, so that was pretty cool to do, uh, especially in front of the home track uh, in the razor. So yeah, it was an awesome weekend, and we're definitely feeling good on a Monday for sure.
3: Yeah, you know, and that's that's the funny thing. Sweeping a weekend, I don't think people realize how hard it is, and and to do it in pro mod, which you did, like to me, that's arguably one of the toughest divisions in off road. I mean, I'm not saying it's the fastest division, but it's got to be one of the toughest. I mean, I'm just looking down the list of you know you, Van Eprin, uh, you know, we got Robert in there. I mean, there's just a, it's just you know you got Elliot Burns. I, I mean, I can go down the list of drivers and racers, and I'm like, dude, this is uh, this is no easy feat to be sweeping a weekend in pro mod, man.
4: Yeah, you know, it's fun. I think there's been, coming into the weekend, there was four different guys that had a, uh, a win. Kyle Cheney had one, I had one, and then both of the Nipper boys had one, so um, points were tight. Um, Cheney had a few breakdowns, so he was a little bit back, but, um, you know, it wasn't to the point where someone had kind of established dominance. We came out the first weekend and went 1-2, uh, left with the points lead, and then um, the Amahas were fast at and, grand, and um, and, and won both days so um you know coming into here i knew that i kind of had to switch the momentum up if i was gonna gonna get this lead and um you know just establish the dominance that so i feel like we have in the car um the thing's just on rails um we've been working really hard on it um just been really fine-tuning it this year last year we're just trying to get it finishing races and then being up front and, and now that we put that work in i feel like um, it's showing. So we got our setup really dialed. The tires are working really great. Um, we got, you know, just the little stuff, a little clutching and making small suspension adjustments here and there. And, um, when you can start focusing on that little stuff, cause your whole program's that far along, it, it really helps. And then, uh, you know, just as a driver, it gives me a lot of confidence. I know, I know I can go in that thing, um, and drive it a hundred percent as fast as I can go. Um, so it
10: was cool.
3: It was a good weekend for sure. Yeah, and, I, you know, obviously we saw some speed out of it last year, but I feel like this has been almost like a two-year project with this thing in Pro Mod because, like you said, last year, you you know, we knew it was quick, but this year I feel like you put it all together. And, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. Sometimes in short course with the new builds and new new platforms, whether it be Pro 4 or UTV, like I feel like sometimes you almost need a year of development work to get something up to speed. And I feel like you guys have found the secret sauce this year, man.
4: Yeah, for sure. And last year we were by ourselves, right? We, uh, there was really no other pro mod, uh, especially uh, that that new brand new pro XP last year. Um, we were the first ones to, to go short course racing with it. Um, you know, Ronnie and a lot of the guys on the West coast that were still racing, they were sticking with the turbo S and, and even the desert guys, like none of them had switched to it yet. So, um, I knew that that chassis had a lot to promise and it, and it was super, super solid car. Um, and now you see like Guthrie and a lot of these guys go into it this year, but we really broke the mold on it and, and, and had it right fresh. And, um, you know, that comes with its challenges. You know, it's always exciting to get a new chassis, but you got to keep your fingers crossed and hope you don't stumble upon something that you didn't know, or, you know, certain parts that um, weren't the same from one or the other. So not only had we not raced Pro Mod ever before, but um, no one had raced that chassis. So, I feel like it, it definitely paid off this year. And then um, my buddy Robert saw the dominance we had. He, he helped me a little bit um, last year and, um, but he was busy with his own program and the RS1. And then uh, this off season, you know, I really, I have, I dabble a lot in CAD and in 3D modeling and stuff. And um, I had some really good ideas that I wanted to try. Um, but I also firmly believe in if it's not broke, don't fix it. Um, and I didn't want to bite off more than I could chew this year. So um i had plans to build a new car we we started testing in this other with uh our our current car that we've been running and it's just we're we're getting it even faster and faster so i didn't want to bite off more than i can chew and and robert actually made the switch to go to ProMod, so i i helped him build the car i basically did the whole thing in cad and, and handed the file over to him knowing that you know i said hey let's keep this between us but at the same time i want to learn whatever is gonna what we're gonna gain here so I actually got a car on the fixture table right now. We're we're making some tweaks to it. So that's the exciting thing for me is like I feel like we're in a, a heavier car right now and in more stock and and uh and there's even more to gain. So, um to come off a weekend sweeping it, feeling like we we got the the speed to win and then to know that there's more available too is uh, it's exciting. And these cars are so fast and um but it's such a balance of finishing and then not pushing too far and it has to be durable and uh i think each one every time someone goes out and wins the other guys try to push their cars further and eventually you get to a point where um you got to be finishing to be up to to be up front so
3: yeah well and i know in your case you're you're not only running pro mod with polaris but you're uh you're running the pro 4 how is that on any given day man you're bouncing back and forth between the two vehicles obviously both of them all-wheel drive i'm sure that That makes things a little bit easier. But uh, any adjustments when you're jumping back and forth between the two vehicles that you have to, like, consciously flip a switch to do it?
4: Being completely honest, no. There's not a big difference, and that's the cool thing. We, You know, that was a big reason we parked the Pro 2 last year um, because it is such a big difference between the Pro 2 and the Pro 4. It's a different driving style. The way you enter the corners, just the way you attack the track, Um, you have to be aggressive in both but in very different ways Um, you know in the pro four is a newer thing to me this is only my fourth season in the class Um, and and yeah some would say that's a long time but those trucks when you look at Kyle and Grease and a lot of these guys that they've been driving that that style for a long time and they're and they're still progressing and still getting faster and um, it's no small undertaking no one just I mean you see it with Cal Cheney and, and Scotty Lawrence and a couple of these other guys that jumped in last year for the first time. Um, they're not hitting the box even because it, it's so hard to, to just get up to speed in these trucks. Cause they're um, it'd be one thing if there was like a semi pro class, but you're racing the best in the world. I mean, Johnny and Kyle and all these guys individually have more championships than I've even years raced off road. So, um, it's a tall order to be out there, but um, we got an awesome team behind us, all the sponsors that are helping us get out there. Um, we've really pushed our program, and, and that's, you know, I think we show it when, when everything we do, whether it's ERX or the race team, we, we don't want to bring a knife to a gunfight. So, uh, so obviously, it, it takes a lot of time and a lot of hard work, but uh, we're progressing. I feel like we're getting faster in the pro floor. And, and one big piece of it is, is having everything in my program pushing me faster in that car and we just felt that pro two, it wasn't, I was either getting faster in one or the other. And, um, you know, I, and, and we made the switch to pro mod last year and we did better in both vehicles, uh, you know, than than we expected, uh, in the pro mod, especially cause we, we hadn't raced in it, but the pro four, we, we got a lot faster, um, throughout the year and we were pushing for wins at the end. Um, we had some, some tough breaks where we were leading and we should have got a win and we, and we didn't, but I feel like we we're much more of a threat and uh, Yeah, ultimately
3: just getting faster. Yeah, well, that being said, I know this was a big weekend for you. Not only, uh, you know, sweeping the weekend in pro-mod – but this is your home track. I mean, ERX, I mean, your family stakeholder in the, uh, you know, in the facility there. Uh, you know, I've seen the. I, I've been going to ERX for five, six years now back before, uh, you know, short course races were even had there. And I've seen the growth of it and the beautiful facility you guys have there. But how is that to be able to race, you know, basically in your backyard? I mean, there's a lot of people that have a hometown track, but not many people actually share their race shop on the same property as a track. I mean, how is that to have all these crowds, all these fans come in and, and you know, and, and be racing in front of front of you know pretty much everybody that you know
4: it's awesome you know it, it makes the podiums a little more emotional and i we could so much of our work goes into it um but at the same time when i don't do well i, I feel like <laughs> it's a lot of pressure and it's kind of like oh we've asked ourselves in years past when we've come our way with no podiums or no wins we're like man what are we doing this for like um not that we're quitting it's just like challenging ourselves like okay hey, we got to do this we want to we want to come out and 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 show that we're you know we're dominating and we're doing well so uh, obviously having a weekend like we did it, it was really good um, we had some trouble on the pro four and and didn't end up getting a win like we really wanted but uh, hit the box third um, and then had a mechanical uh, on on the second day but it's fun it it honestly it, you get in your routine and we're mid-season now so you kind of get your okay like we're gonna go to the riders wing in the morning and we're gonna kind of over the trucks make everything's good you know start watching the track midday you know trucks are done around three o'clock and then we're and then we're ready to go racing by five or six at erx it's like get pulled 17 million different directions try to and then like my biggest concern is like setting our alarms on my watch so i don't miss my race because we got so much going on and, and not only am i trying to watch the track and and see where the the fast lines are developing but at the same time like give input like hey we need to knock this down. This is going to start wrecking trucks or someone's going to get hurt here. Or, you know, or just what we, we're always trying to make the racing better. And that's why we have split lanes and a lot of this stuff. And it, a lot of it, it takes, it takes effort to make sure that the track is even. Cause it's real easy to just let the thing go and, and get one lined. And, and then you, then you don't have great race. And I think everything I've heard from the weekend, everyone's saying like, that was the race of the year already in pro four, you know, the most passing we've had and, and just, Awesome racing, and, and there's a lot of effort that goes into that. It's not, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to brag, but I'm not saying we didn't just stumble into that. um You know, we're very, you know, we're we're planning how we're building this track, and and even the sequence of turns, and how we're how we're setting up the dirt for the split lanes to get them to hold up, and and certain stuff. So it definitely makes the weekend super busy. It's uh, it's definitely if we're just focusing on going on put the. Just winning, just winning the Pro Four, it'd be a lot easier to not have a race. <laughs> but um, obviously, we love off road and we want to get back and we want to do it um, the best we can and, and show people that um, you know this is a, a cool track to come race at. And I think everyone loves coming here. So that you, we obviously get a lot of get a lot of warm fuzzies just from having people come here and, and race on our track and and enjoy it like we do. That's why we're all here in the first place because it, it's fun and we and we like doing it and like doing it around people that have similar interests so um it's definitely i think it's not as easy as it probably looks um just racing at the home track right and and i've even told people like did it, how different that track is when you have hundreds of cars on it all day you know there was 56 classes that raced on it um i don't care how many practice laps i get i'm never going to get it that rough or that packed or that blue group. so um it's a huge adjustment for me too like i'm used to this track a certain way and then all of a sudden all these people show up and now there's big holes everywhere and slippery and um it it changes our setup so it it kind of almost sets us into like a hey don't even plan on being like it is for, for testing so change it or have it any other way
3: all right, we are, uh, we're we're going to pump the brakes here for a second. We're going to put a pause on this uh, epic interview with my good friend and uh, Polaris Razor teammate Andrew Carlson because we have to uh, We got to jump to a commercial break, but I promise when we return, we will have more with Andrew Carlson. And don't forget, still coming up, hour number two, we got Pleasant Cook. We also have Chris Leone calling in on site from the New England Forest Rally. So all of that to come, still right here on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Do you
0: love driving but you don't love your car payment open road lending can reduce your car payment by as much as a hundred dollars a month or more it's easy to refinance your car payment just call today to get your no obligation quote and find out how much you can save to qualify for a lower car payment your car should be less than 10 years old have less than 125,000 miles and you've made at least six on-time payments call open road lending today to learn how you can lower your rate and your payment by refinancing That's 800-846-2153. Here's a simple solution for you. If you have back pain, knee pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple
6: as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health. Call now and learn which Echo products by Synergy Science is right for you. We offer free shipping and a full 30-day money-back guarantee. Change your health by simply
0: changing your water. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. 800-944-1789. That's 800-944-1789.
3: Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, Jim Beaver I've been uh, here on hold with my good friend Andrew Carlson uh, you know him from the championship off-road circuit uh, Red Bull athlete former snow cross racer uh, we are knee deep in this interview and uh, you know before uh, we went to break Andrew we were we were talking uh, talking some setups Yeah, I'm probably the one guy that can actually – I understand what you're saying because we have, you know, the the couple desert races a year here in Parker, and it's my backyard. So we test. It's where I grew up in. I've been running these trails for, you know, 25 years since I was a kid. And, uh, you know, and it's like I know every rock, every stick every tree, every bush. So, you know, I've got 15 laps around the race course, you know, around the hundred mile race course before the race ever set. So everybody expects me to do well, but it's like, all of a sudden you drop 70 other UTVs in my class there and you've got dust and you got rocks and holes and chatter bumps. And I'm like, like you said, like, yeah, you feel like the extra pressure because you're at home and everybody expects you to do well because you're hometown track. But then it's like, you know, they don't realize like it's a completely different track on race day than everything you've been out, you know, testing and, and playing on, you know? Yeah.
4: You know, and it's funny and, and I'm not the type where I'm going to argue with guys about it or whatever. I just kind of smile and say, yeah, like, yeah it's, it's awesome to be at our home track. But um, yeah, it, it definitely throws another element. And I think the biggest thing is just it's I'm very I like to get in the swing of my program. Right. Like I'm, I'm comfortable with, with how I do things and the way I've done them. And, and when I come here, it, it's different because. I got all these buddies here and all this family and I'm getting pulled into, you know, it'd be like if you're racing at the mint and all of a sudden they wanted to have you come help you fix the track. You're like, man, I don't really have anything to do with that. But at the home track, it's like, I, I feel responsible that I have to, to pitch in and help out and, and not that i w- don't want to but it's just like
3: yeah your uh, your race day it, routine is a, lot, is a
4: lot going on for sure
3: yeah so you're sitting uh you know at the top of the pro mod point standings right now i believe you're third in pro four we're at the halfway point of the season i mean uh you know what what's it going to take for you to you know keep on top in pro mod and uh start you know chipping away there at kyle duke and uh and cj there at the top of the pro four standings
4: yeah I mean, both classes are are tough. I think there's um if anyone said gave you a clear answer to that question and, and laid it out perfectly how they're going to win, they'd probably be lying. but uh you know it, it's tough. I think the biggest thing is just keep our confidence high and 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 stick with what we know and and uh the big thing in UTV is is if it's not broke, don't fix it, and then I don't put anything on that car that I don't test. So that's how I feel like we can keep this uh, the car so reliable and not we're not having issues with it and and stuff and um, so obviously keep that but at the same time we're gonna be testing still and, and getting faster and I you know we're we're gonna take the car out tomorrow. Um, I'm big fan of putting putting the work in and uh, during the week and and then coming the weekend um, we know what we got. So um, in the UTV um, I think it's just being consistent. We need to be finishing every race and we've only missed the podium once and I'm planning on that being my worst finish of the year. It was the fifth. So, um, you know, I, the Amaz are fast when we get on the big tracks just because they're sequentials. they don't have the belt drive. So, um, it's tough coming there. Um, uh, but at the same time, we won the world cup there last year. So it's kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't even know. I just, I think I need to go in each weekend, uh, individually, uh, you know, assess it and, and see how we're feeling and, uh, just push the car to where i know i can go and, and be fast and the biggest thing is i, I feel like i don't really get out drove in the utv um i feel like i'm putting that thing clicking off as fast as lab as anybody and if i'm not it, i feel like i have mechanical issues or, or something like that so i'm not super i don't lose a ton of sleep about uh getting in that thing and driving it fast um but the, the pro four on the other hand is a handful right That's <laughs> the reason it's the, the top class it, if anybody could just hop in there and then hold her wick and, and get on top of the box, they would. Um, you know, I think that thing is in, in the same right, you got to be finishing too. And I think that is and what ended up hurting us this, this weekend a lot. Like I've been, I broke a lot here just because I, I can be aggressive on the first lap just because I'm comfortable and, and, uh, and all that at my home track. And it's bitten me before. Um So the first day we, we just, we we qualified first and we drew an eight. So we had to start in the back and I knew I wasn't going to get the first on, you know, the first couple laps. So I kind of decided to let the race come to me and uh, we ended up getting the third, but it took a little longer. So, you know, long story short, I think just being consistent and finding that perfect balance of pushing, but not breaking um, is going to be key winning the pro four Championship. So, um, you know, I, I'm not gonna be looking at points as, as much in the pro four just because I know if I go out and win, the points will come. Um and I can't control who else is finishing and how they're finishing. But um I know that we're capable of winning in that car and we just need to go do it. So um coming to Lena, I really like the tight technical tracks. I think it's somewhat similar to ERX. Um it's definitely tight into the pro four though. I know like last year over half the field crashed there and flipped and rolled the thing, even even guys like Kyle or crashing so a big thing is going to be there keeping it on all four and uh, yeah I think in both cars it's that way you just we know we're fast but we've got to be consistently fast and then keep, keep the cars running
3: yeah. So one last question before we let you go. Obviously, you know, you've got uh, a heck of a snowmobile career before you made the full-time transition into uh, the off-road stuff. You, you miss being on the sled at all come wintertime. I know, uh, you know, obviously you guys have hosted all kinds of events there at ERX, things like that. You ever get the itch to uh, to do a little little snowmobile racing at all? Yeah. Well,
4: when when we had two of the big national races here, which is what I used to do. And Um, I had a lot of fun watching them and I had a lot of people ask me that and I did not want to be out there one bit. Um, it made my knees hurt just watching. So, um, on the snow cross side, the, you know, racing pro open, the big dog stuff. Um, you know, I kind of had my time there. Um, it's fun, but it also is a big commitment and it's a big sacrifice on your body. You got to be willing to get hurt and, um, you know, getting in these trucks now, I I can have more of a rush just because I didn't grow up doing it and it's newer to me and and I can get I can get that fix of adrenaline and all that in it, and um, you know I don't limp up the stairs afterwards either. So it's a nice mix that way. But um, it doesn't mean I don't ride. I I've actually gotten into racing these older sleds. We had a, a couple of big events at the last winter, and one of them was it was the first event I've ever put on solely. Uh, it was National. It was like 2,000 and older sleds, and it was like 40 below, and we still had like 200 entries and. Uh, it's just fun. It's it's more for uh, in the winter uh, when I do snowmobile, it's all about fun. So, um, you know, just not not big in too many races and just having fun on snowmobiles because, like you said, I grew up doing it and it's something that I get a lot of joy from doing. And uh, you know, I still have some ability to ride there. And um, but yeah, we're going out west and trail riding and, and just doing it around my family. My my son uh, loves snowmobiling. He's only two last winter, but uh, he was out ripping a lot and and it's fun for me to watch you know kind of him in that role and and uh you know i'm gonna encourage him to be on four wheels in a cage if he if he can but uh, i have a feeling he'll probably want to race sled so we'll, we'll probably still be going to the tracks and uh and a lot of that and, and obviously we still have a huge love for it and, and still have races at at, our, at erx whether i'm racing or not um but yeah it, it's fun i think you know i still pay homage to it right that's a lot of the reason why i'm in off-road because i had a of player's factory ride and and sled and I got hurt and I started racing razors and and here we are. So, um, I still enjoy it. And yeah, it's, it's an awesome way to to have fun in in the winters up here. And, uh, it's
3: cool. Yeah. You, uh, you tried out any of the timber sleds, you jumped on any of the snow bikes.
4: I did. I actually got one. I didn't get out last winter just because we had a, a newborn and just busyness with life obviously. But, um, I got one the year before and, and, it, I was obsessed with it all winter. I was riding it. Um, they're, a lot, they're a lot of fun out in the mountains. Um, not as much fun around here um, just because we don't get the snowpack. But uh, they're they're amazing. They're super fun. And, and uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting on them again this winter.
3: Yeah. Oh, I know they have a, every year they always have the X Games qualifiers there at ERX. Uh, you're going to get one of those itches where it's like, oh, we're just going to go throw the bike on the track, see so if we can qualify into X no i definitely <laughs> won't be doing that no just just because
4: i know i've been there i've done that and i know that if i just the way i roll and we, we kind of talked about this earlier but like the way we do things if, if i'm going to do it i want to do it 100 percent and yeah. i don't want to bring a knife to a gunfight and i know if i go try to do that it's going to suck up a ton of time and i'm going to be super committed to doing it and, um you know just at this stage so i'm i'm focused on being a great dad and husband, and then winning pro four and UTV races. Those are that's what I want to do, and that's what's on my mind. And uh, you know, I just I'm gonna stay
3: focused on those. Awesome. Well, Andrew, always fun catching up, my friend. Uh, congratulations on uh, you know on the the big victories this weekend there at ERX, and uh, you know, good luck the rest of uh, the rest of the season. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate you having me on. Thank you. And uh, always fun catching up with uh, Andrew Carlson. Been a while since he's been on the show, but uh, you know, I I always you know. I'm probably going to get into this with uh, with Pleasant Cook, but I've always been enamored with the athletes and people in this industry, the motorsports industry, automotive industry that can continue to reinvent themselves. I feel like, uh, you know, it's one of those things where you you always have to keep on evolving. Um, You know, obviously, he was a snow cross racer. And at some point you tap out on that, you know, and you've got a lot more longevity of a career when you're in a roll cage. And I feel like Andrew saw that, you know, and, uh, you know, racing snowcross, racing motocross is a young man sport. You know what I mean? And uh, um, it just is, you know, and you, you, you reach a certain age, you're just not competitive. I and mean, we saw Levi LaValle. Levi is one of the greatest of all time. Um, and Levi tapped out on the racing side, stayed on with the freestyle side, and now he's, you know, doing content and he's a team owner and things like that. But, you know, he kind of evolved, you know, he, he goes, I can't compete with these young guys anymore. I just can't do it. So, uh, you know, he started concentrating on freestyle and, and free ride and content and, you know, and obviously he's got an amazing infrastructure there where they're bringing up young and upcoming, uh, snow cross athletes through their system, things like that. But he, he, he adapted, you know, um, and I feel like uh, Carlson, same way, you know. There's a year or two I think where he was doing a little of both, uh, and then he went full time into uh, into short course, you know. And and uh, they've got an amazing facility there at ERX, and he's totally dedicated to it, and he's becoming one of the best in the world at it, you know. But it was one of those where he saw that you know he had a shelf life in short course, and uh, you know, and it was time to uh, time to time to make a change, and uh, you know, and he's kept his career going, and I think to be a professional athlete. Action sports or a professional race car driver nowadays, you have to you you have to do that. You know you got to keep keep pushing ahead, keep looking for new opportunities. You know, and Carlson family, uh, you know they own ERX or part owners in ERX, and they've got their race shop there. But they're doing events. I know Nitro Rallycross is coming there. They've got the ERX short course event. They've got a bunch of snowcross and snow bike stuff. They've got uh, trade shows that are coming in there. Um, you know, and, and, uh, they've really put a, a nice package together for, uh, for partners and B2B and, and they're the total package. You know, there's a few people that check all the boxes in motorsport and uh, Carlson's definitely doing that. You look at, uh, you know, you look at a guy, you know, we, we talk about Ken Block, you know, but he's got his hands in a bunch of different things. Travis Pastrana, things in a bunch of different things, you know, um, Cameron Steele on the desert racing side, hands in a bunch of different things. You know, Um, myself. You know, we've got this show. I've got race programs. I'm an agent. We've got a media company, um, TV shows, radio shows. I mean, it's continues to uh, to evolve, and uh, I think that's uh, that's one of the key things. You know, you gotta keep pushing forward, have your hands in a bunch of different cookie jars. And I got to tell you, man, Andrew Carlson. uh, You know, Carlson Motorsports. uh, They check all the boxes, and they do a phenomenal phenomenal job at it and uh stoked to see the successes he's had especially with this new uh you know razor platform uh man they have put in the work they put in the time and they've proven that uh you know the razor platform is uh as far as short course goes man it is just as good if not better than anything else out there you know for the longest time it was all yamaha 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 when you're talking short course and uh uh, man, Polaris and the Carlson camp and, and Robert Loire, they have completely stepped up. And uh, let me tell you, they are uh, they are bringing the heat in short course. And uh, it's got everybody backpedaling at this point. Like, how how do we catch these guys? Because uh, Andrew, man, he is like a rocket. Uh, obviously, short course racing this weekend. Uh, Dirt City, uh, Lena um lena wisconsin uh you can get all the information on that championship off-roads website live stream they're doing it on uh youtube facebook all the good stuff so you can watch those races saturday and sunday uh, on the live stream if you're tuning in the show nationally yes it could you know flip the dial or i guess watch that as you're listening to this i don't know but that's going on so uh yeah good stuff we got good stuff ahead you know this is hour number one we still got hour number two to come and uh let me tell you hour number two we got pleasant cook aka four by four barbie we got my buddy chris leone he's gonna be calling in live on site from the new england forest rally so yeah we got a lot more to come right here on the general tire down and dirty radio show powered by polaris razor
12: I'm losing everything. Everyone.
13: You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help.
0: It's time. I can do this.
13: Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment.
0: Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
1: Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now.
0: 800-215-6812. 800. 800 215 6812. 800 215 6812. That's 800 215 6812.
8: Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show. Available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network.
3: Ah, well, good stuff with Andrew Carlson here on the General Tire Down to Dirty Radio show, powered by Polaris Razor. Uh, wrapping up hour number one. Uh, we still got another hour yet to come, and uh, we uh, got a big hour yet to come. Hour number two, we've got um, my good friend, uh, racer, automotive influencer, Pleasant Cook coming up, and we've also got Chris Leone, who will be calling in from on site at the New England Forest Rally. Uh, really excited to uh, hear what's uh, what's going on there. We got Travis Pastrana, Ken Block, David Higgins, uh, Brandon Simonek all doing battle there at uh at uh what is it uh, in maine newry maine sunday river resort i uh, really looking forward to uh hearing what chris has to say so big stuff coming up uh do you uh want to hit me up you got any questions for our guests wanting to know what's going on in new england want me to answer any of your questions i will have some time in hour number two hit me up it's at jim beaver 15 on on the social media machine and uh, we will get those answered uh in the show um uh, Pretty Much I can promise you that I'm hoping, but uh, yeah, uh, hour number two, um, we will have some time for those. So, uh, yeah, it is uh, it has been a great hour. Number one, I'm getting news uh, right now, and uh, you know, from uh, from New England, uh, the New England Forest Rally looks like uh, after stage one, it was only a little over five miles long, but Barry McKenna is leading, Ken Block is in second. Brandon Semenuk third, David Higgins fourth, and Travis Pastrana 14 seconds back in the fifth spot. So Concord Pond, one of the uh, one of the most exciting stages on the North American Stage Rally Circuit. Um, you know, it's just uh, got this, you know, one of the most iconic jumps in North American Rally. Um, and uh, they run that twice. So uh, going to turn around and they're going to do it all again. So I'm sure at some point this hour we will have updates in regards to that as well. Uh, and a whole lot more right here on The General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Don't go anywhere.
2: USA Radio News with Lance Pride. A salmonella outbreak has affected at least 44 people in 25 states. The CDC warned Americans that contact with bearded dragons, a popular reptilian pet, has resulted in more than three dozen people across the country becoming infected with a strain of bacteria called Salmonella Uganda. After NATO and Russian talks broke down Thursday with zero results, Ukraine was hit by a massive cyber attack, warning its citizens to be afraid and expect the worst. And Russia, which has massed more than 100,000 troops on its neighbor's frontier, released TV pictures on Friday of more forces being deployed to the area. Deputy Secretary of State Wendy Sherman.
9: We have made it clear, and we told the Russians directly again today, that if Russia further invades Ukraine...
1: I can help you, too. Call 800-34-NO-TAX or go to my website, danpilla.com. That's danpilla.com, danpilla.com.
3: Cancer categorizes over 100 diseases. Though we do not diagnose, treat, or cure cancer, GCN team is offering the Clemson University study where there was up to a 95% reduction in cancerous cells when exposed to a plant-derived mineral supplement. If you or a loved one are searching for answers to this horrifying disease, come to GCNteam.com or call 877-878-4203. We'll email you a copy for free. That's 877-878-4203.
2: Kids going to college is on the decline.
1: College enrollment is at a 50 year low. It continued to drop last year and nearly one million fewer students enrolled in college compared to 2019. That's according to a report from the National Student Clearinghouse. The rate of college enrollment has been trending downward in recent years and was made worse by the pandemic. That has education experts concerned that a growing number of students are shunning higher education as a cultural shift instead of a short-term effect of pandemic disruptions. From the USA Radio News Phoenix Bureau, I'm Tim Berg.
2: The Supreme Court on Thursday blocked the Biden administration from enforcing its sweeping vaccine or test requirements for large private companies. The OSHA mandate required that workers at businesses with 100 or more employees get vaccinated or submit to a negative COVID test weekly to enter the workplace. That has been found unconstitutional. USA Radio News.
13: The greatest
6: radio shows of all time. Frank Sinatra as Rocky Fortune.
9: Classic Radio Theater.
8: Matt Dillon, United States Marshal.
11: The story of Dr. Kildare.
9: The Pepsodent Show, starring Bob Hope. The greatest radio shows of all time. Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. On this radio station or wherever podcasts are served, just by searching for Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox. That's Classic Radio Theater with Wyatt Cox.
2: The Biden administration's policies in his first year in office have sent inflation skyrocketing as a result. Republican Representative Ralph Norman on Newsmax says Biden's policies is making one-term President Democrat Jimmy Carter look like a hero. Let
1: well, us have a devastating impact on Americans. This is all self-inflicted by this by the Biden administration. At the end of '20, the inflation was one and a half percent. Now, uh, over seven percent. I'm in the the home building business for homes, which is the the forerunner of the economy because of all the things that it, it impacts. Uh, It's going to be a a tough next couple of months. It's all self-inflicted from gas prices to car prices uh, to not being able to get food and the supply chain. You know, what's shocking, you know, we can send a man to the moon and get him back, and we can't unload cargo ships. Uh, So it's having a devastating effect and going to have, uh, apparently, for the next several months. And this administration is tone deaf.
2: The James Webb Space Telescope is the world's most powerful space telescope and took nearly 30 years to deploy. Now it's almost at its home one million miles from Earth. It trails our planet in an orbit around the sun. The telescope is currently around 711,000 miles away from Earth, almost 80% of the way to its final destination. To put this in perspective, the moon is closer to Earth than the James Webb Telescope at this point. It should be noted it won't be fully operable until the middle of summer. USA Radio News, I'm Lance Pry.
1: your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid or anywhere else you want to go and pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low cost airlines.
0: 800-754-4531 800-754-4531 800-754-4531 That's 800-754-4531 Thanks
8: for tuning in to the Down Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network.
3: Welcome to hour number two of the General Tire Down a Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Rock and rolling, got a great show so far. Uh, Andrew Carlson in hour number one. Uh, we've been bringing you uh updates. Courtesy of Dirt Fish Rally. Find out more information on the web at www.dirtfish.com. Uh, and use the coupon code JimBeaver15 for a 15% discount at Dirtfish um, on those rally classes. Yes, our coverage of uh, the New England Forest Rally been brought to you by Dirtfish. Uh, obviously, they've got an extremely high amount of coverage. Uh, they're covering it in depth. So, uh, you're tuning in, you want uh, up to date, up to minute info from the New England Forest Rally, go to Dirtfish.com and they've got it all lock loaded dialed in as we said before we went to break stage one is down stage two coming up we've got uh, leading is barry mckenna followed by ken block followed by brandon simonick david higgins and travis pastrana that is your running order that is your top five at the new england Forest rally uh, we've got Pleasant Cook coming up. Uh, and then after Pleasant, we will have Chris Leone, my media director. He is on site at the New England Forest Rally, helping out David Higgins, taking photos, doing some social media. He will be uh, on the show uh, giving us a report on everything that's happening here day one at NEFR. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to uh, Chris on that. Got questions for Chris. Got questions for me at Beaver 15 on the social media machine. Probably Twitter would be the best way to get a hold of us right now. But, uh, yeah, we got that going on. Man, we got a ton of stuff happening uh, all across the board here on the show. Like I said, we're doing live coverage of that. We've got some big news to get into at some point. I don't know. We might be able to sneak it in. We might not here on the show today. But uh, we have uh, some big news coming out of the world of off-road. Uh, Ken Block, he's going to be running the Ball 1000. We've been seeing, like, the Hoonigan Media Machine just continually dropping content in regards to that. He's also coming up. He's racing Vegas to Reno here in two weeks. I will be in action in that well as well, but, uh, Ken Block racing Vegas to Reno. Um, so, uh, kind of looking forward to, uh, to seeing how he does in the first desert race. I think it's a really, really good idea for them to get him a tune-up race, uh, for the Baja 1000 Vegas Torino is definitely a good one for that. I think with, uh, you know, kind of the open fire roads, uh, I think Ken will do really, really well there. I think he will in Baja as well. Definitely a great starting point compared to something like the mint 400, but, uh, yeah, um, it is definitely, uh, definitely been a fun show, whole lot more to come, Uh, Uh, We are going to uh, take a short commercial break. uh, And then when we come back from that break, we're going to have Pleasant Cook, a.k.a. 4x4 Barbie. She's going to be lock-loaded right here on the show on the General Tire down at Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
7: From the 2018 Master Distillers of the Year comes a bold new American whiskey and fistful of bourbon. Their whiskeys have been award-winning for generations. Now they're going all in on bourbon, blending five straight whiskeys to create a big balanced bourbon that stands apart from everything else. So grab yourself a fistful of bourbon, a blend of five bourbons created with over a hundred years of whiskey blending experience. It ain't just a bourbon, it's a damn fistful. Please enjoy responsibly.
3: Like to welcome one of my guests this week to the show, uh, my good friend Pleasant Cook. I'm gonna say formally known as Four x Four Barbie because I feel like you have completely morphed out of that, and you're just Pleasant Cook to me now. So, but uh, welcome to the show, Pleasant.
10: <laughs> well, hey y'all, thanks for uh, having me on here. Yeah, I definitely agree. I'm turning more into I guess like a UTV Barbie than anything at the moment. <laughs>
3: <laughs> UTV Barbie. Well, you know what though? I think that's uh, that's the key to this industry though. Like, what do they say? Adapt or die, right? Uh, I feel like we all exactly. have to be morphing. I mean, I know what I was doing 10 years ago when I started this show, and I know what I'm doing now, and it, it's completely different, but I feel like if you're not consistently reinventing yourself or innovating what you're doing, I feel like you, you kind of get left behind, you know?
7: Oh,
10: exactly. I always laugh because even like on Instagram now, I'm trying to make TikTok or real videos, and I have like no clue what I'm doing, and I'm like,
3: thinking to myself yeah exactly after die at this point <laughs> <laughs> tiktok yeah that that's one i don't know I, I, I tiktok and real videos it's kind of entertaining i can go on tiktok and kind of lose myself in it because there is some really creative stuff and then there's some stuff i'm just like d- like look at yourself in the mirror did you realize you <laughs> just did that like and you're putting it out there for the world to see like it's crazy
10: exactly i always laugh at like the people that get caught making the video and they're more embarrassed they got caught making them but yet they're putting them online for to see. and it's like, all right yeah. all right i don't do any of the dances though i can't i can't dance i'm more trying to like video something funny or something but
3: yeah that, that's me i like a lot of mine's like weird race car clips stuff like that you know that i post but uh, yeah my tiktok's oh, exactly, my yeah. tiktok's pretty pretty lame um but i i think you know what's funny about tiktok is is like when I was growing up, like, you go to a school dance or something, right? Like, there was all the wallflowers. Everybody was scared to dance. Nobody wanted to dance. It was, yeah. like, a big deal, like, to get out on the dance floor to invite somebody to dance. And now, like, that generation, like, they're posting all these dance videos and stuff like that. I'm, like, online. I'm, like, you know, and obviously there were probably no school dances last year because of COVID. But I'm, like, do kids, like, now is is that whole thing, have they shed the wallflower thing and everybody dances or just dance on TikTok? <laughs> yeah, no, like, I always left
10: my little cousin's. Um, they always try and learn to learn all the pick-off dances. And so they're, like, sitting in, like, the Walmart parking lot, like, doing dances, like, walking through, like, the aisles and stuff. I'm like, you guys have a lot more confidence than I ever did growing up. <laughs>
3: right? And may- I don't know. Maybe that's a good thing about social media. We talk about all the downsides of social media. But maybe that's a good thing. Kids have been more confident. They come out of their shells. And I don't know if they're only that way on social media or if they actually do it in, in real life. You know, I, I don't know the answer yeah. to that.
10: Which either way, it really is pretty pretty good for kids to grow that confidence that they have now.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, and uh, you know, the, the thing that I guess worries me is is like you and I are are. are Peop, you know, we're we're, peop, we're a people person or people people. I don't know how we would say that when you're referring to two people. But, you know, you and I go out, we yeah. meet people, we talk with people, we have conversations. And I think like this generation growing up now, like they've spent so much time online and they got no problem chatting online and, and texting and messaging and, and things like that. But I don't know that they know how to do what we do where you're actually out at an event, shaking hands, meeting people, saying hi, having conversations in real life. Like they know how to text, they know how to message, Do they know how to talk, you know, yeah. I don't know.
10: Yeah, exactly. They're like, I guess learning to carry your personality from like online and person as well. It's like a whole nother, it's a whole nother like trait to learn really in this business. And it's going to be interesting to see in the next couple of years to see how that progresses.
3: Yeah. How were you growing up versus now? And I, I know like you're still very young, but uh, you know, when, when did you really start coming into your own and kind of breaking out of your shell? Or were you like as a kid, Were you were you always kind of outgoing?
10: always pretty talkative um like my mom used to say, like I would make friends with everybody anybody like I did a lot of patches and stuff growing up and I'd make friends with like the other little girls and uh pretty much talk to any like literally everybody I was always that kid like um at church on Sunday like my grandma would bring little suckers and I would hand them out to all the little kids like I was always just that t- like that outgoing person that wanted everybody to be my friend kind of thing and I kind of lost that a little bit in middle school um but kinda of gained it back with my confidence that I got from it. And then yeah, I don't I don't really know. I guess I've always just been a very talkative person. I mean, my nickname growing up was Motormouth. So <laughs> that tells you anything.
3: Yeah, so you you morphed from motormouth to four x four Barbie. To now you're just exactly. pleasant cook. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Oh, uh, I don't know that we wanted to put Motor Mouth out there because I'm sure at some point someone's going to listen to this and that's going to come back to haunt you just a little bit.
10: <laughs> uh probably. It's okay, though.
3: It's all right. I
10: feel, like, I feel like there's a lot of things I've done in my life that can come back and haunt me. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I,
3: I know you pretty well to know you don't really have many skeletons in your closet. <laughs> you know, no, <laughs> no, nothing not too really.
10: bad. Especially my TikTok videos. I mean... <laughs>
3: oh uh, so how's things been i know it's been a while since i've had you on the show i mean it's actually been probably too long you and i chat text you know n- you know see each other at events quite a bit i know we yeah. had this the thing for a while where it was, we were calling each other stalkers we'd be like at the most random of random <laughs> places and run into each other um but yeah,
10: i it, like at walmart it's like, yeah oh, jim, the gym. hey jim <laughs> I don't even was, live here. Where what are you going? Near do I. But. Yeah,
3: no. It was like, for the audience listening in, it was literally, there was a, a stretch for about a year and a half where Pleasant and I would literally be in the most bizarre places around the country and run into each other. And and it was just like, wow, oh, hey, what's up, Pleasant? Like, so weird. <laughs> Every
10: <laughs> uh, single time, too. Like, it, it did not matter what kind of event it was. At some event, we would see each other.
3: Yeah. And,
10: All yeah. right, hey.
3: <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, obviously what's been going on what's been going on though? I mean, obviously, you know, people know you as 4x4 Barbie and and things like that. I and I, you know, I know you as a person and I know how you've kind of morphed and I'm really impressed with the trajectory your career has been on and we'll talk about that but you know what's been going on because you were you were doing the mini monster truck thing you were doing a lot of the four by four shows things like that that's kind of how people got to know you and and when you really started getting your following but you really truly have morphed into a real race car driver driving utvs i know you're doing some desert racing some short course racing things like that i mean how you know how have things been the last couple of years since we were really caught up on air and and how are you liking this kind of new direction your career is heading
10: Um, I mean, it's definitely been different since the last time, or since even the first time i talked to you, just thinking about how much that's changed, too. Um, I've definitely uh, shifted my focus more towards racing and kind of getting out there and just having a lot of fun with that. It's definitely a different industry compared to the trucks and the truck scene, which the truck scene is fun and all, but, I mean, getting out there and being able to race these people and just the adrenaline rush from it, and, I mean, even the occasional rollover and (laughs) – it's just, it's been a lot of fun. I mean, it's been a crazy, definitely just even this year um, after COVID with that canceling a lot of events, it left us open to really focus on racing and building the cars and getting things ready and stuff like that. And I mean, like you said, desert racing, I just kind of threw that on our plate or threw that, just building a car and kind of getting that thing ready for the rest of the season. It's um, it's it just, it's been unreal. I don't even know how else to put it. Just, it's makes me speechless of just how much and how far i have come from the last time
3: yeah you know and one thing that has impressed me about your kind of shift to uh you know to to utv racing stuff like that a lot of a lot of people come in um both men and women and and they've got like this i don't want to say a chip on their shoulder but an arrogance like i'm gonna come in i'm gonna dominate i'm gonna kick everybody's ass like i'm gonna be a i'm gonna be a badass and and you kind of came in very (laughs) humble You know, and you came in. You're like, yep. "Hey, I know I've got a lot to learn. Um, we're probably not going to be the fastest at the beginning, but you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna put in the work. I'm gonna put in the effort, and you know, we're gonna get better. And uh, you know, you've had like I think you had a you know a wreck earlier this year, and you kind of you know were making fun of yourself, you know, four by four crashy. I think you were calling yourself and things like that. But <laughs> yep. like it, it shows a lot about you as a person. And this is just me as a friend talking. Um, because a lot of people wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? They do come in with that chip on their shoulder and an arrogance, and we're going to do this. And and the way you've approached it, you know what I mean? A lot of people create enemies when they came in, and I feel like you've created friends coming in because you've approached it the right way and very humble, and, hey, let's get better. And I see it, you know, from last year to this year, the growth and, and the quickness. And, you know, are you on the podium? No, not yet. But I I, feel, I see, you know what I mean, the difference in your driving and, and the lap times coming down and things like that. And I do see the direction you're headed, and, you know, I applaud you for that because I feel like you've approached it the right way.
10: Yeah, I mean, of course. I mean, you could go in and it could be like, I mean, one of my main focuses, I want to win. That's what I want to do. But I mean, we're all said and done. I mean, it's the same, it's a race. I mean, we're all a huge community. We're all hanging out. We're all, I mean, even, I mean, I just can't believe how like well the community works together at these races as well. And I feel like that's not something talked about enough. Um, I know that after I've wrecked several times in my career, I say it's my monster truck coming out of me a little bit. Um, but, uh, whenever we do wreck and we do break parts, I mean, there's a whole bunch of people out there that's ready to help That's at these races. Like, oh, hey, you need that Polaris, the A-arm? Um, you need that, like, even random little parts. Like, you need this? I got it. Come on. I'll help you. Like, we'll, we'll fix you up. Like, they, everybody, even, like, the bigger teams, and you walk into, like, the big race trailer. It's like, oh, you need a press? Okay, here. Let me help you out real quick. Like, it's just such a nice community and, I mean, I can't even imagine going into it thinking that I'm better than these people who are so nice and so willing to help. And that's so kind. And I just, I can never get over that.
3: And a whole lot more to come with a Pleasant Cook when we return here to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor.
9: Visit www.fda.gov/sunscreen for more information. A message from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration.
8: Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network.
3: Welcome back to the General Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Jim Beaver here, along with my good friend, Pleasant Cook, a.k.a. 4x4 Barbie. Have you ever felt like, and I've actually kind of seen this with you, and and I fight the same thing you know, you're, you're very well known. I'm, I'm pretty well known, you know, and you come in and people have these preconceived notions, you know, and, and they meet you and they, they want to hate you. You know what I mean? Because, you know, you're, you're you've got yeah. this celebrity status, whatever it is, you know, but then you come in and it's like, they want to hate you. So they, they're very guarded and, and might be kind of short. And then they get to know you and they're like, oh, she's actually pretty awesome. I kind of like her. I mean, do you <laughs> see that a lot because like you were one of the nicest people I've ever met, but I can see like, I, i've heard people behind the scenes oh that's four by four barbie in the top talk trash I'm like do you really know her because she's actually awesome you know and, and then they, they're like oh and then they get to know you and they're like yeah you're right she's actually really cool like <laughs> do, you, do you feel like sometimes you have that and it's like th- there's these preconceived notions about you
10: oh yeah of course i mean it's definitely um it's sometimes it's harder to make friends i guess especially with like girls and stuff just because i mean we're girls we judge each other we we do all the time but um you definitely can like walk into a room kind of deal and you can feel when people don't really like you. So it's always trying to make it a notion to try and talk to everybody and um, to kind of be the, I don't know, just let my personality shine, I guess. Cause I mean, I've definitely, even through like Instagram, I've had haters and trolls and stuff and then actually became friends with them after on in life and then be like, Oh yeah, no, I used to think that you were this person and that you were this type of way, but you're actually really nice and really cool. So I think that it's like a lot of, it's like I just, I don't know, it's part of life nowadays.
3: Yeah, I I think it is and and like we talked about the good of social media earlier in the interview and now this is kind of talking about the bad of social media and, and, you, know, and, and yeah. you know how people kind of judge just about everything you do and it's all under a microscope but you know going back to the racing I mean how things going obviously uh, you know you're running you know you've been doing short course now for a couple of years and I feel like you're, you're kind of picking it up you talked about doing the desert racing stuff I mean you know I, I give you a lot of credit you've been putting in some practice and some you know some lap time things like that you know some laps and you know how, how's things going how you feeling about uh, you know the upcoming races
10: i'm pretty excited um definitely pretty pumped for bark river uh, for the short course racing we didn't get to that course last year and it's probably one of my favorite courses it's really fast and just fun and i'm very excited to get out there and go uh go on that one so it's pretty good um i just added SpeedWorks to my roster of help and sponsors and stuff and they're kind of helping me get like my clutching and stuff going with the razor so i mean it's it's been a lot of fun it's been busy and we're just trying to make power and uh it's like andrew carlson's little boy when he was on the stage like more more power baby so (laughs) that's what we're kind of that's our motto right now i guess
3: (laughs) more power baby uh so yeah so (laughs) you know i know you were talking about the desert racing stuff Uh, obviously you got i'm sure you got a new car being built for that i mean how you gonna approach that it's something totally different i mean that's that's completely different i know uh, you've been around the Mint 400, things like that. But, you know, how are you going to approach the whole desert program? Because that's, that's a different animal than short course.
10: I mean, honestly, I'm just kind of going in with the mindset that we're here to have fun. I mean, it's a very long trail ride is what I keep telling myself. Um, we're just kind of going to go out there and kind of video. Like, we want to do, like, some kind of vlogging-style videos with the, like, um, I do like, the beginning, like, all the, like, not the parties, but, like, all hanging out and having all the, like, the pit party kind of deal. And um, it's kind of really just focusing in on the fun and the adventure of this desert racing. I mean, I'm building a Pro XP right now. It's going to be all pinked out. It's going to be very girly. I'm excited to kind of have that to kind of show who I really am, um, like, through this car and just to kind of, I don't know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for
9: it.
3: Yeah, well, I'm excited too to have you out in the desert. I know, uh, you know anything I can do, definitely, definitely hit me up. I think it's going to be uh, going to be a fun adventure. I call desert racing kind of adventure racing, you know. And obviously, you know, especially yeah. you know, it's you know, obviously it's fast and things like that. But it's you know, to me, there's there's a story in every race. You know, when you start doing four or five hundred exactly. miles, like there's so much of a story from the time you start to the time you get to the finish line. And I could tell a lot of people, I'm like, you know sometimes winning isn't necessarily winning it's just getting to the finish line of a desert race
10: and that's what like i remember racing with bold racing um, a couple years ago and we had some troubles and stuff like that and i remember like sitting there in the middle of the desert broke down they're like you know i'm really sorry this happened i'm like what are you talking about this is so much fun like this is what you talk about you don't talk about oh yeah we had a flawless race like everything went perfect and we finished this place no it's Oh my gosh, we breakfast this and this. But it was hilarious because we are sitting out here and this happened. Like, I feel like it's it adds to the story. You're right; it adds to the story of the race. Anything that happens.
3: Yeah, so I know you're uh, getting ready to, uh, I guess, watch a watercross race here. Uh, but I, I, that leads me to another thing. I mean, uh, obviously, you've you know you've been in the dirt. Uh, most of your life, I know you've toyed around with some other stuff, but, uh, you know, any any interest in other power sports? Jumping onto a snow bike or a snowmobile, doing something like that, or you're pretty, pretty happy with the dirt?
10: I mean, I do like the dirt. I like my traction. I like my roll cage. But I have definitely been getting out there uh, snowmobiling and stuff more in the, these past winters, um, just kind of going out west with my boyfriend and stuff. And, I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's definitely different. It's a different lifestyle, but... I'm learning it. I'm figuring it out. Maybe you might see me on a snowmobile later on this winter. Maybe not racing just yet. I still got to get the balance part down and the turning, but (laughs) it's definitely been a lot of fun
3: yeah here's the question you know we we talked about kind of you know when you first got your start and you were doing a lot of monster truck shows and four-wheel drive uh jamborees things like that and obviously you're not doing as many of them as uh you did before but it's part of you miss that like getting out the jamborees you've i'm sure you've got a ton of friends in that you know in that arena there and you know in the builds and the craziness of you know these trucks and stuff like that you do you miss that do you look forward to getting back to those i do
10: i i it's weird because like, like we always talk about my age being so young into this industry. I almost feel like I'm old in the truck industry because there's new people coming through and like, I don't get to see as many of my friends as I used to, because they'll be getting out of it or something There'll be new kids. But I definitely miss like the monster truck shows, the community of all the monster truck drivers, um, my friends that drive. And I felt terrible for them this last year with COVID, with a lot of monster truck shows being shut down and stuff. And just not being able to see any of them it has been, it's definitely
3: been different yeah you have any crazy truck builds in the back of your head because i know like obviously you've you've kind of become known for some of your truck builds things like that you have any crazy builds in the back of your head that you really at some point want to pull the trigger start getting some partners together and really go over the top with another one?
10: Oh, always i have like thousands of builds in my head on the daily <laughs> <laughs> um i wanted to build I know last year, was my or not last year, a couple of years ago when I built my Ford, the Camel Pink, the Candy one, um, in the beginning, my idea was to do it like a low rider style, but lifted. And like kind of like a cool pinstriping, the bright colors, all of that. And I still would really love to do that at some point in my life. But right now I'm just kind of, I'm going to have some new wheels coming on my truck pretty soon. That's going to be pretty exciting uh, or new vision wheels, I should say. Uh, new color stuff like that and i'm kind of excited to wear my little truck right now
3: where that build is going so yeah so uh what else uh, what's what's the rest of this year look like for you pleasant uh, obviously we got you know you talked about a couple of the events we got bark river we got Cranon coming up some uh utv races what uh, what else is the uh, rest of 2021 look like and any exciting plans for 2022 um
10: 2022 haven't got there yet but I know we're going to do some of the desert races. We're going to try to do UTV World Champs and Mint 400, um, stuff like that. Pretty excited. I think we're going to try some of those new Legacy races. Uh, that looks like a lot of fun. So we're trying to make it. We're trying to figure out what we're going to do for SEMA, stuff like that. But just pretty much going to have fun. It's got a busy schedule this, this next couple months. So. And- you are seeing a lot of contact coming from me. <laughs> yeah, isn't
3: that the truth? Like, I was looking at my schedule. and I'm like, I'm pretty much on the road starting here in about the start of August. Like, I think there's one or two weekends I have off for like three or four months. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. And yeah. like, there's some some of these weekends. There's like three events on one weekend, and I'm having to decide which event to go to. Like, I feel like now that COVID's kind of come over, or you know, got you know, and events are are back. I'm like. Uh, People like us, like it's going to be a crazy whirlwind, like fall. I think it's just I'm looking at this, going, man, this is this is crazy.
10: Oh yeah, yeah, no, I was looking um, the other day, and I had one weekend free, and it was two weekends ago, and then from then to like November, I'm booked every single weekend, and yeah, like you said, the hardest part is trying to figure out which event to go through when you have like two or three on the same weekend. It's like, how do you decipher through?
3: Yeah. And, and they're all good events. And that's what I'm looking at going, holy crap. Like, I don't know what my bed's going to look like, you know, uh, definitely going to have cobwebs <laughs> exactly. and dust on the pillow or something like it's, it's going to be wild. So, uh, yeah. All about that airport life in the next couple of months. That's for sure.
10: <laughs> I'm all about
3: that windshield life. Apparently <laughs> Oh, the windshield life. Oh, the windshield life. Yeah. No, you see so you, you drive most of the places you don't get on too many flights.
10: Um, if I'm bringing like my car and stuff out, a lot of times I'll just drive and then pull trailer, stuff like that. Um, some of the events I'm gonna fly too, I think like some of the offered expos up in like Pomona and Scottsdale. um, in the next few months I'll get to fly too. But other than that, I think I'm driving pretty much everywhere.
3: <laughs> oh man. Well, I'm racking up frequent flyer miles. You're putting, uh, you're putting miles on the speedo. So, uh, I'm sure we're going to see each other at quite a few of them coming up, but then, uh, definitely looking forward to it. Pleasant.
10: Of course,
3: yeah. I'll see you probably next week or something. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Talk to you soon. Always fun catching up with Pleasant Cook, a uh, young woman in the industry that's uh, definitely uh, doing uh, doing big things. And, uh, you know, always uh, always fun to have her on the show. But uh, we are going to take a short break. When we come back, it's uh, going to be Chris Leone calling in from, New- from the New England Forest Rally right here on the Gentle Tire Down to Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor
0: do you love driving but you don't love your car payment open road lending can reduce your car payment by as much as a hundred dollars a month or more it's easy to refinance your car payment just call today to get your no obligation quote and find out how much you can save to qualify for a lower car payment your car should be less than 10 years old have less than one hundred and twenty-five thousand miles and you've made at least six on-time payments That's 800-871-9417. Terms and conditions apply. Financing is available with approved credit. See openroadlending.com for details. You love your dog. Is something bothering him or her and you can't figure out what it is? Maybe they seem slow or lethargic. And maybe they just don't have energy. Wouldn't you like your dog to be living their very best life? PetJoy offers a money-back guarantee on all of its products. He said call PetJoy right now, 800-846-2153, 800-846-2153, 800-846-2153, that's 800-846-2153. Here's a simple solution for you, if you have back pain, knee
6: pain, or any other pain in your body, it's as simple as drinking a glass of water every day. Your body is over 60% water, and drinking the best water you can get is crucial for your health.
8: You're listening to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. All killer and no filler.
3: Welcome back to the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. And, uh, man, we've got uh, one coming live from the New England Forest Rally. Chris Leone, my media director, standing by at Sunday River Resort. Uh, We got uh, at least one stage in the books. I think we'll probably, as we do this interview, we might be getting reports of stage two, Chris. But uh, man, uh, you know, the big story is is David Higgins is back, and and this is probably one of the biggest North America or one of the biggest U.S. rallies, I would say, in probably the last four or five years. Wouldn't you say, Chris? For sure, Jim.
5: And. You know, the first thing, though, that I've got to say about this event is that I can't talk to anybody here without having just an engine or a vacuum or whatever. <laughs> I had to pack up my media just to make sure that you could hear me because they were vacuuming the lodge. And then I get on Discord to uh, talk to you, and immediately I've got some guy with a giant pickup just uh, revving his engine behind me. So we're having a real fun time out here. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's... it's. Uh, Huge entry for NEFR this year. We've got, I think, about 85 cars. You've got all the big names, you know, uh, not only, obviously, the Subaru squad uh, with Pastrana and Semenuk and Ken Block running and Barry McKenna running, but, yes, the return, the long-awaited return of David Higgins uh, to American Stage Rally, to an event that he's won multiple times over the years, um, and technically speaking, I believe was the defending winner of, uh, because there was no 2020 new England forest rally. So, uh, yep, we're here. Uh, they're out doing, uh, the second pass at Concord pond right now. So it's going to be uh, really exciting to see what, uh, those times shake out to be.
3: Yeah. You know, and that's, what's funny. You mentioned that, you know, about David's return. And obviously when Ken block returned earlier this year, it was a big deal. Uh, Travis has become kind of a, a staple, uh, in the championship, so he's kind of expected, but uh, you know, and obviously, I I, I will just you know, I, I let the disclaimer earlier in the show when I was talking about some stuff that you know, we represent David, so he's been a close friend of ours for a long time. Our company represents him, but you know, that being said, like the the fan feedback, you know, we say returns, the legend returns, everybody's excited about David. It's only been a year and a half since he's rallied, and last year we can, can you know, we can kind of say it didn't even really count because. Uh, because of COVID and everything else. So I'm like, it is funny, the fan reception online and, and from what I understand on site there uh, about David. And I think, you know, what I've learned from this experience, Chris, is is what he actually means to North American stage rally, you know, because I feel like, I mean, people see him and they just associate it with this championship.
5: Exactly. And so when I was talking to David earlier this morning, he was kind of joking around like, oh, I thought I was going to get a little more backlash, but its it hasn't been that way. It's been pretty universally positive. It's a lot more important that David is here and that he's running than what he's running in, and that's kind of what everybody has shown over the past week, ever since the announcement finally came out on uh, on Tuesday afternoon, early evening. So it's... It's one of those things where it's really exciting for the sport, and now you've got as many heavy hitters as you've had at one time, you know. And we've and we've cycled through a lot of them, right? An American Stage Rally. We've had people like Listage, and we've had people like ACP, and you know, it, it's one of those things where you usually have four or five bona fide uh, threats to podium any given year at least any given good year and now we're stepping back into that range um you know having dh back with mckenna motorsport obviously um barry still got the uh, fiesta that he's brought over for this year and david stepped into one of the different vehicles uh that they have but yeah i mean there there are a lot of really fast cars there are a lot of pieces of kit that when You know, the last time that I was certainly at a stage rally, and it's been quite some time, you know, we didn't have anywhere near this amount of depth in terms of the vehicles. And being able to put, you know, for David to be able to step back into a car that is worthy of his pedigree and his caliber, you know, it just adds one more vehicle that is going to contend for the overall this weekend. Um, It looked like uh, McKenna took the first stage Uh, with Ken in second, and then, you know, David and Travis were kind of resuming some of the fights that they've had when they were teammates on that first stage, and I think David was just a tiny bit faster uh, first time around, so it's going to be really interesting to see how it shapes up over the weekend. Obviously, Concord Pond is such an interesting stage with uh, so many jumps, so many crests. David called it a little bit of Finland in the United States, and uh, he's certainly not wrong.
3: Yeah, and I, it's funny. I was explaining Concord Pond stage earlier in the show, and that's actually a very good analogy there—a little bit of Finland, and because it's it's got you know the most iconic jump in you know in at least U.S. stage rally. I don't want to say North American rally because I'm not super familiar with uh, with some of the stages up in Canada. Um, but I would say Concord Pond absolutely has the most iconic jump in, in, in U.S. stage rally, you know, and, and you know, obviously everybody knows about Finland and, you know, and you see those just amazing WRC shots and stuff like that. So, you know, talking about New England force rally, it's kind of interesting, Chris, because I know, you know, officially this this rally has been around for 30 years as of this year and um, there's you know, it's become kind of. You you know the marquee event. It's the Baja One Thousand. It's the Daytona Five Hundred. The Indy Five Hundred of U.S. Stage Rally. The NFR has kind of become that it one where everybody brings out their big guns, their cars. People come back for this one. Um, you know, a couple of years ago we saw M Sport send over a two wheel drive uh, uh, Fiesta and and also I think it was an R five or something at the time. But I I feel like you know it's funny and I don't know how it became kind of the iconic U.S. Stage Rally because on the other side of the country you got a That was actually a WRC round at one point. And I feel like this is, you know, this has become the iconic event where you would think it would be Olympus. It's actually any afar. Well, see, Jim,
5: I'm certainly not complaining because even though I had to wake up at four 30 in the morning to do it, I'm able to drive to this one and back. So that never hurts. (laughs) Right. Um, But yeah, it's, it's one of those things where the drivers really seem to love the stages. They really get excited about, you know, what new England has to offer. We've had rain in the forecast, We had a little bit of it during shakedown yesterday. Um, I mean, it's been very rainy here in New England the entire month of July as it is. So that variable, you know, can be a lot of fun for a lot of people as well. You know, I, I don't know. It's sometimes you just have an event that and this is in any, you know, form of racing that just kind of organically can grow into something. Really exciting and really special and really popular, you know, and it's not always the events that you would expect. I mean, personally, for me, even though this is the one that I grew up going to, you know, when I still think US, like you said, Olympus is the first one that I'll think of, and then I'll think of 100 Acre, and then even, you know, LSPR, I'd probably still put on par with New England as well, and not to knock my home region but you know it's just it's really interesting to see how this rally has shaped up but had a great crowd of people for park expo uh earlier this morning everybody was just kind of mobbing around there were so many people excited to see david so many people excited to see ken and travis uh you know we've we've had some really cool vehicles on display here um Things were jumping before everybody started kind of rolling out. Now we're just waiting for uh, first service and for everybody to uh, roll back in.
3: Yeah, it's kind of an odd schedule with New England. Like, you know, day one is, is you know, they've got the ceremonial start. they got Park Expo. And then guys go out and what? I think they do Concord Pond twice, which is like five and a half miles, give or take, uh, a few tents. But it's like five and a half miles. And then they turn around and they're done for the day it's like they go and do two stages and then they're done and then tomorrow's the big day I mean it's game on tomorrow there's a lot of stages crammed into one day but it's like it's almost like they could have took some of the day two stages put them in day one but this year just you know it's kind of a, an odd schedule so you know I guess it gives the teams a lot of time to regroup uh, going into the big day which is tomorrow Saturday.
5: Yeah, we do still have a little bit more to go, uh, you know, later in the afternoon. There are a couple more oh, are there? Okay. stages in there where, where one goes uh, in both directions. And I guess they've added even another brand new stage that splits the two of them. So you're not turning around right away and immediately going in reverse on the same roads. But nonetheless, yeah, there's about twice as much action tomorrow as there is today. It's a much earlier day tomorrow. It's a much longer and more grueling day tomorrow. And yeah, I mean, you know, in some ways today is just kind of a shakedown, you know, that happens to be timed um, and happens to count for something. So, you know, you definitely you'll have a lot of fans uh, really excited about Concord Pond. And I'm sure we'll see some, you know, pretty spectacular photography from that. But really, yeah, Saturday is the heart of this rally. Saturday is the meat of this rally. So, you know, who wins or loses is likely not going to be decided today i don't think anybody's going to take a lead in the stages that they run today that they're just able to carry on through tomorrow without at least a little bit of a threat um but you know and especially with these drivers and especially how closely matched everybody is and how talented everybody is but then again i mean like like any version of point-to-point racing really you know there are so many variables. You just really never know.
3: Yeah, you know, and I think that's that's the thing about New England Forest Rally. Day two is so grueling. Day one, uh, you know, you're not going to win the rally on day one, but you definitely can lose it. I know we saw that a couple of years ago with, uh, with Ramana. Uh, you know, he had that R5, and Natalie Richard was co-driving. And uh, you know, day one, stage one, Concord Pond, he cut a little too much and uh, clipped a rock, and uh, you know, damaged the front wheel. He finished the stage. They got it back to you know to they got it back and you know to service, and they were able to fix it. But you know, he lost so much time on stage one that you know he was just kind of running for a finish at that point and uh you know and, and it, that's case in point i feel like new england Force rally survive day one and be within touch of the leader and then day two then you drop the hammer
5: yeah pretty much and it's going to be interesting to see how that works out going back to david obviously this is a car that compared to the subarus that he's run for years and years and years does not have a lot of experience in so that's going to be a big adjustment it's just such a different vehicle obviously you know the size is different the um You know, the engine, everything about that car is completely different. And he doesn't have the level of experience in that car compared to the Subaru. Obviously, somebody who's won that many championships has plenty of experience and you can trust to adapt to anything. But still, you know, day one, you're probably going to see a patient David Higgins. You're probably going to see him tap into that veteran experience and not overdo it in any way. Especially on Concord Pond, and just uh kind of take that um you know just just take it stage by stage mile by mile, and then put himself in a position where on Saturday you know all right this is these are the money stages, this is when it's time to really start rolling and take the fight to Travis and Ken and you know and
3: Brandon and even Barry, yeah, you know, and I think that's the key with David he's He's one of the smartest drivers I've ever met. And uh, David, he, he's not into blowing people out. You know, he, he's one of those, you win a rally by a second or you win it by 10 minutes, you're still winning. And so David's only going to drive as much as he has to do to win the rally, you know. And, and we've seen that where he holds it back and he holds it back where he's winning stages, but he's still not driving 100%. And then when somebody starts pushing him, he finds that next gear and just drops a hammer, and everybody will be like, where did he go? I he, they're like we were, you know, within a second of each other the previous stage and this one he won by 15. You know, and David's just that guy where he he is a very smart player, and he's never going to play all his cards until uh, until you know the rally's over. You never quite know what you're up against, and I think, like you said, I think he's he's feeling it out. He's you hate to say blowing the rust off, but you know there's probably a little bit of that. Obviously, he had the leg injury, um, you know that he you know he had to come through. So he was out of even a, a street car for a long time, and I feel like David's finding finding his groove. And I think day day two tomorrow, it's really really going to get interesting.
5: Yeah, and again, that's that's really what's fascinating about this. It's it's somebody just doing it with a completely different uniform, a completely different uh, you know set of wheels beneath them. It's uh, I, I'm trying to think of what's really the best kind of comparison, you know, to just different forms of racing. But when you've seen somebody work with one team that long and be at the top of the mountain with that one team for that long anytime you're seeing them in different colors you know with with different people around them it's always really interesting to see how those new combinations get on so that's really what we're going to be following a lot of this weekend
3: all right chris i know uh we could talk all day but uh, you are on site at new england forest rally i know you got to get back to things and we're up against a time break but appreciate it buddy and uh, we are going to take a short commercial break we'll be back to wrap up the show after this right here on the general tire down to dirty radio show powered by polaris razor
12: I'm losing everything. Everyone.
13: You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help.
12: It's time. I can do this.
13: Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment.
0: Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline.
1: Okay, we are running a car drive right now to help veterans all across America. So if you have an old car, truck, or van, even a motorcycle or an RV sitting around, you can right now give it away and help the vets. They really need your help. And your car will help support the vets and their families. And guess what? You even get a tax donation. Plus, we'll even come and pick up your car for free. And all you've got to do is pick up your phone right now and make a free call. Now is the perfect time to do something good for the vets. Give back to the vets right now for all they've done for this country. And your old car can really help them. So call the Veterans Car Donation Program right now for free pickup of your vehicle. Help the vets and help your taxes at the same time. Call right now. 800-215-6812.
0: 800. 800-215-6812. 800-215-6812. That's 800-215-6812.
8: Thanks for tuning in to the Down and Dirty Radio Show, available live online in syndication on networks across the U.S. and available internationally on the American Forces Network.
3: All right, and we're back here to wrap things up on the Gentle Tire Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Just want to thank all of you for tuning in, Uh, whether you're tuning in on Sports Byline, Sirius XM, uh, Podcast One, Down and Dirty Show website, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, you know, the U.S. American Forces Network. uh, Absolutely love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for everything. Uh, that you guys do to continue to support the show. Once again, I'm at Jim Beaver 15 on social media. Please subscribe to us over on Apple Podcasts if you haven't already. Got another show, Project Action, that airs there as well. Um, big thanks to all of our amazing partners in the show. Obviously, General Tire and Vision Wheel, Polaris Razor. Uh, we got fistful of bourbon. We've got our good friends at Dirtfish. Uh, You know, Rigid Industries, GSP X-TV Axles, iRacing. Uh, We've got so many amazing partners that help make this thing happen and keep us in, uh, in business, you know, after 10 years. So thank you guys for the continued support of the show. Uh, like I said before, I'm going to be headed up to Sturgis, so uh, hit me up. Uh, you know, we'll be there with fistful of bourbon. If you're going to be on site next week, I would love to uh, love to chat with you, love to meet you, and uh, love to have uh, a little bit of whiskey with you. You know, be be a good time there at uh, at Sturgis. And uh, yeah, don't forget Jim Beaver 15. That'll get you 15 percent off all classes at Dirtfish. Dirtfish.com is the website. And uh, yeah, go and get in on that. And with that, I'm going to sign off for this week. Uh, and we will see you guys next time right here with another general. Down and Dirty Radio Show, powered by Polaris Razor. Have a great week and an even better weekend.